0: You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Tree Park Store.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Creative Voices. I'm joined today by Emily Jean from Emily Jean Millinery. Emily, thanks so much for taking the time to join me on the show. Um, thanks, Jeff, for
0: inviting me to come on. I've actually been a very early adopter of podcasts, so I'm very excited to be here. Thank you.
1: Great. Glad to hear it. It's me too. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. And yeah. can't believe people haven't been doing them more. So, as always, maybe an introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do would be a great place to start.
0: Okay, well, I've been designing hats now for well over 10 years, and I started out as a jewellery designer. So, after school, I went to the UK and I studied under the University of Central England. And following that qualification, I branched into the millinery side over time. I had a shop in town in Goy City Centre. And then I relocated here to this beautiful picturesque village of Moycullen two years ago. Yeah. yeah, so actually February two years ago. So yeah, it
1: well, was a quick two years actually. I remember it's you opened. And wouldn't have thought you were here that long.
0: Absolutely, it's flown. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's been great. And have you found a big difference between being based in Galway City and being based in Moycullen?
0: It's it's quite different, I have to say. I think. From a branding point of view and my business, uh, it suits it better to be in my colour. It's more of a destination boutique now, and I, I've kind of—it's kind of made me strategize my work also. And um, because I have two small children, I used to work weekends, so now I work Monday to Friday, and it's very much by appointment.
1: Okay, better as we were just discussing before we came on. Better work-life balance.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Yeah. I seem to remember you were in town I think you were right beside one of our previous guests Ruth You your place in town near Ruth Campbell.
0: oh yes yes Ruth and Fiona from yeah. Heaven Sent yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's right they were absolutely great pals to have yeah. uh, our business really complimented each other actually because uh, they were all about the beauty and um, ladies maybe getting ready for weddings looking after the skin and whereas part of my business specialises in the wedding market we did a couple of events together actually um, in both our shops so uh, yeah, I'm still good friends with with Fiona. I don't see Ruth as much, but I nope, hear she's nobody doing Nobody sees well. Ruth as much these days. Okay. <laughs> she's
1: busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I guess you know we've had the introduction, but for people who aren't familiar with that as a concept in general, if they go to your shop for appointment, what can they expect to find? What will they what will they get from you?
0: Uh, well, I suppose a lot of it is guidance uh, as to for styling. So I would cater for a couple of different markets. My main market is weddings, which would be Mother of the Bride and guests going to weddings. And then the other side of the market is racewear. So ladies, obviously racing is huge in in Ireland and also in the UK. So I would have the racing calendar set out for the year and uh, you'd have ladies coming in as much as three to four months in advance of a big race meet. Uh, and wow. some of them run for a few days so they would go to them over the course of a week the wedding clients I again uh, there's usually a good lead time on that with mother of the bride coming into me and um, they have their outfits early so they come in and I help style them with uh, their hat so depending on their shape face shape height a lot of things come into consideration and I guide them as to first of all what kind of hat would suit them and secondly um, it has to be appropriate for the occasion as well so a mother of the bride isn't going to come out and well I wouldn't advise her (laughs) to be all feathers on her hat and um, I think it just has to flow from head to toe yeah
1: and have you found a big shift in like 10 years is a long time to be in any particular industry is there a big change in trends and desire among people about what they were looking for back in was it 2009 2010 Yeah
0: well it was 2007 actually when I opened in, in town um, and yes absolutely styles change like fashion and my business is very fashion led I go to trade shows twice a year so that keeps me abreast of what's happening and what's coming down the road uh, they forecast trends six months in advance if not a year so uh, they're ben- very beneficial for me to go to. And then I can pass on that knowledge to my clients as well. With regards to like, what's current at the moment, headbands are a big thing. So uh, rather than the hat, the full-on crown and brim, ladies are opting for something a uh, little more subtle with either the headband for weddings. So you'd have maybe flowers, a little delicate netting on it. And then if it's racewear, they're going for maybe high crowns, which you can embellish and decorate with uh, a lot more eye-catching trimmings.
1: Okay. And you said an interesting thing there. You, you opened 2007, mm. was that what you said? Mm. That was an interesting time to choose to open a business, wasn't
0: it? Well, it was literally just before. It just before. before. Yeah, I got a year out of it. <laughs> 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 um, and it was a great year. <laughs> but, you know, like they say, if you can if you can weather the storm of a recession, running your own business, that, you know, you can do <laughs> it. It'll, it'll, it'll survive, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I found that first year was great. But when, when it hit, I it, the, the first few years weren't too bad. And I suppose because I'm in a niche market with weddings, the guests of the wedding that died, A death that trade but the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom is always going to invest in their hat so I was lucky in that sense and then I brought in a modification service to for people who had old hats at home they weren't going to spend um, and they still wanted to go to the races and go to these nice events but they could come into me with an old hat and I completely rejigged it up so for half the price they were getting like a new hat at the end of the day Yeah.
1: yeah And when you're working on all these and you, you said you go to the trade shows and you see the trends, but obviously there's part of it that's led by your own kind of design and style and mm-hmm. inspiration as well. Is there anything in particular that you draw from, like outside your own experience? Have you yeah. a kind of theme as you work towards or is it more just based person by person on what you feel is appropriate for them?
0: Uh, well, it's not necessarily what's... I, I do have a ready-to-wear range that I'd, I design two collections a year. So I think when clients come to me, they're, they're coming for my style, which... I would refer to as maybe quite elegant, understated. When it comes to the inspiration side, I, I would actually get a lot of inspiration from my trimmings that I use. So I can't I can't make absolutely every single piece from scratch. A lot I do, but there are certain elements that have to be brought in. And whether I source that here through heritage fabrics or further afield, say the likes of France would have, they have beautiful skills in flower making. and um, So I would turn to them for some maybe nice bespoke flowers, and uh, then further afield into Southeast Asia, they do great beadwork. So sometimes I might get some applique from there. And even just looking at the pieces, it will inspire me for a collection and it and it grows from there. But there's always the underlying aesthetic for me at the end of the day, which is the core values that I try and keep, which are, you know, is it an elegant piece? Um, it's quality made. It's all handmade from, say, the foundation's, to to the end product.
1: Yeah. And then uh, as regards the shop there, are you working entirely on your own or do you have people who...
0: So I have a girl in with me now at the moment. GMIT actually uh, started a scheme. They uh, approached me last year about taking on a girl on work experience uh, as part of their third year qualification so it's a four year course and um, in their third year they have to do five months work experience so last year I tried it for the first time it actually worked out really well so I have a girl with me now and she's there until May and then I I had a French millinery school in touch with me asking me if I could do an internship for one of their students for the month of May so that's penciled in and then I will look at taking somebody on for the summer months because I've learned from previous years it's just it's my master, busiest time yeah. of year everything comes together for peak season for racing weddings all of that so yeah. I'll need somebody on to help me out yeah
1: and I suppose too working for yourself for so long but working for yourself for so long as well it can probably get a bit lonely if you're on your own too it's pretty nice to have someone else to
0: exactly yes yeah absolutely and the, the only time really where I'm probably on my own the most is maybe like from October to December so mm. anytime it's not it's not that long so but even but in my studio you can't fit too many people so yeah. I'd have maybe two two extra girls and, and then the place yeah, yeah. is full uh, but that's the way I like to keep it it's an intimate setting and yeah. uh, I don't want to lose that about it
1: yeah and imagine you must have learned a lot of lessons along the way though working for yourself in Ireland how have you found that experience has it been educational shall we say
0: absolutely hugely I mean I started from the ground up to be honest and um, it was my dad who who scouted out my first stall in the Gawaii market when I was 16 yeah. so I was obviously in school and uh, during the summer that summer I had a pitch in in town and, I mean that was fun and great in its own sense and going on from there I did various different shows like Showcase Ireland uh, The you know I then later years have done some things with the LEO so you do learn obviously a huge amount along the way but I think it's very important to keep networking like networking in, in a in a genuine sense, you mm-hmm. know, like with, I suppose I try to surround myself with like minded people as well and people that have the same kind of ideas and, and ethos as myself. I, I mean, I'm not a part of every network group, but a couple that, that suit me.
1: Yeah, they're valuable enough. Absolutely, yeah. they
0: are valuable, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I think you made an interesting point there though, because I was just at Showcase two weeks ago, I think it was, mm. and I was upstairs at the LEO stands and you may have people who are crossing over in similar enough streams or paths to what they're selling but they all seem very supportive of each other mm. and say so that sense of community and knowing that everybody's probably in a similar enough space be it whatever they're doing yeah. it's it's a good support to have
0: It is, yeah and even though say over the years I you know would have realised that Showcase wasn't for me <clears throat> because I, as I said I'm a fashion led brand and um showcases more about the craft a different a different type of buyer than I would be looking for, yeah. but even I would still go there yeah. you know to talk to those to talk to the standholders, talk to the people, and everybody is so so friendly and inclusive mm. and I think when you're running your own business and it's small and you're growing all the time, it's very important to have those connections
1: yeah and keep that ethos in mind as well as well yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So you must have people coming from far and wide then for your, for your product? Uh,
0: yeah, I guess I would have yeah, build, building it up all the time. And I would have, I'd have a big Dublin clientele all over Ireland, really. Yeah. And then um, I would have, what has been great is a tourist trade, which I didn't expect to have and they would be more, say, the English racing set who are coming to Ireland. Okay. And they've come into the store and purchased ready-to-wear, which is great. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, most of my product is ordered in yeah, advance. Nice. So um, when people buy from the shelf, it's, um, it kind of keeps the stock turnaround mm. going as well. Um, with the website, then, that's been great and it's really opened up an international market yeah. so i've had u.s buyers buyers from germany which has been uh, okay. a surprising one and but it's great and i just at the moment i suppose one of my goals for 2020 is to grow that export market
1: mm. uh, myself through the website shipping something like you make must be a bit of a challenge though is it it's
0: actually it's actually not too bad because uh, it's very light okay. so it just goes on your volume okay. so I usually charge I'm actually offering free shipping in Ireland okay. and uh, with Further Field there's a flat rate so usually it's between 20 and 30 euros which okay. is not which That's is actually fine. pretty reasonable yeah. For,
1: yeah. yeah, I guess it's just a really good quality strong box then to make sure to yeah. keep safe
0: so everything would be in the hat box in my own bespoke hat boxes yeah. and then go into a cardboard box
1: yeah just make sure it doesn't get thrown in over the wall or no. <laughs>
0: I know fragile all over it, <laughs> yeah. and you know this way up with the arrows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Very important. Mm-hmm. And one thing we didn't touch on. I'm just kind of having a quick look through Instagram yeah. here. Is the the bridal headwear and I'm looking at here barrettes and heading pieces and, and the jeweler aspect of stuff.
0: Yes, yes. So uh, it would have been actually bridal would have been what I started out with originally, and I used to do all the wedding fairs and. So it was a lot of bridal jewelry and bridal headpieces and then I was working from home for a couple of years before I opened the shop in the city. And when the ladies came, they would always bring their mum, and she started asking for something for her hair. She didn't want to wear a hat; she just wanted yeah. something small, you know, a little token piece. So that's what veered me down the road of the, the kind of millinery side, and the in, then I went on to do the internships. But the bridal side is still very much a main focus
1: mm. of
0: the industry. But I would, I would get i more, I would say, individual bride mm. who's looking for something a little bit different, a little bit more alternative. She's probably not going to wear a veil. Yeah. And uh, she wants something a bit more in her hair, but, you know, yeah. maybe to express her own individuality. Yeah, maybe or, reflective
1: of her own style or personality. Yes, or, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I'm always curious about, it, I mean, because I have no concept of being a man, but do people have a, a kind of an understanding before they come in of what they are expecting to spend or like attaching a value point to something like this must be difficult for some people because everyone has a different perception do people mm. have a realistic perception when they come in do you find if they've yeah, had an appointment yeah I think they would
0: yes especially with my website you yeah. know like a lot of, uh, the prices are up there so it gives people an indication mm. as to what they, they could spend but uh, and they're kind of like starting points and then depending on what the lady's looking for mm. you know it might be a little less it might be a little more yeah yeah
1: I suppose you're you're dealing with a warm audience then, I guess, as opposed to people who aren't too familiar with what they're looking for. They've they've probably done their homework, I guess, before they get as far yeah, as you. Well.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they haven't, I don't think anybody's, like, shocked when they come in. Day, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, I'm, you know, I think I'm affordable yeah. <laughs> for what you're getting.
1: Yeah. yeah. And what are you thinking for the year ahead? So you're looking <laughs> like you're, but it sounds good changing the work-life balance a bit getting some help Mm. in have you any other plans to kind of change up how you're working or Mm. Uh,
0: well yeah there's a couple of things I'm I have on the agenda I would actually I'd like to bring something else into the store that would allow me to look at the moment everything's made by myself Mm. and whoever I have on board with me at the time Uh, so obviously it's very time-consuming and then there's the whole design side of it. So each collection I mean, takes months to design. Yeah. And um, OK, the, the time to make it picks up, you know, you even yeah, quicker yeah. at that. But you'll always have that time commitment where you have to give it to design. So I'd like to introduce something into the atelier into the that uh, could be, uh, that's brought in. You know, whether it's an, another Irish designer or yeah. a European designer, but something that I can sell off the shelf. And as to what it's going to be, I don't know yet. I'm, I'm going to a couple of trade shows this year, so I yeah. hope to nail something down. It'll be something a little bit different anyway to offer the customers that isn't available.
1: I can see how that makes sense, though. A lot of people are interested in seeing supportive other makers and mm-hmm. having a space because... Maybe there's people who are in the early stages of where you were years ago and have something great, but just don't have the means to yeah to get it to market yet. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: Yeah. So you're happy with the move to my Colin? You found a I, big change. Uh, well, yeah. I have to.
0: You know, yes, it, it is. A, it is a big change, but it's funny. You know, people say, "Oh, do you miss the city life?" And or,
1: yeah.
0: you know, I haven't looked back. I I honestly, yeah. hand on heart, have not looked back, and it's just been. A, a great move. I'm so thankful to the community of my Colin, for starters, who yeah. like they've just been so welcoming, and it made such a difference for me as an individual coming into a, a new space, new environment, and they just made it all so seamless and easy. Yeah. And also to the local people of my cullen have been really supportive um, in coming up for their hats <laughs> and their bits. Yeah. You know, because it does it makes a big difference. It really does, yeah. and it's um it's been great and. Yeah, I just, I just feel like nearly I was always here in one yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: it's funny like that little bit of local support can make a big difference because no more than that we've only been here just over a year. Yeah, and it was the end of the day. I was thinking that we've such a core set of regulars already. Yes, I was like, what were they doing before we were here? Yeah, well, we they seem so. <laughs> That's
0: interesting. Integrated yes, into exactly. us yeah, as yeah. a regular
1: spot now. Mm, it's it's mm. it's a nice feeling, like you yeah, know? and
0: it's such a lovely space to come into yeah. here as oh, well. Thank you. Yeah
1: and uh, by appointment only but I imagine you must get a lot of knocks on the door all the same when you're working away
0: do you? I do I do yes and um, but uh, I mean the knocks are always welcome as well and if I have time and there isn't an appointment scheduled in of course ladies are free to come in and browse and you will have like I'll have that that um, you know people who aren't purposely coming out to me yet they pass the shop and they go I have that wedding you know I'll just go in and take a quick look Um, so you'll have that and they're doing the groundwork and that's fine to and I you know I'm always welcoming there but the appointment has just it's it's better for me because it allows me to structure my day a lot better because yeah. people sometimes just think you know you're maybe sitting there yeah, 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 <laughs> waiting yeah. for you know somebody's knock on the door yeah, yeah. but it's not the case there's a big structure to the day like yeah. I come in in the morning and it's admin you know, and the yeah. admin, depending on what kind of morning it is, it could take two hours and it could be after lunch, sometimes before I'm sitting at the bench, yeah. physically <laughs> making anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, structuring the day is very important for me now. And yeah, it's all
1: time private. management.
0: Time management. Yeah. yeah. All those things you read about yeah. in your, your start-your-own-business courses. <laughs>
1: I'll answer the question I've asked many as a maker. Have you ever actually stopped and sat down and figured out how long it takes you time-wise to make a product? Or is that something that you going kind to of rationalize down?
0: No, it just depends. So, as I was saying, the design process is where it all starts. Mm. So, you could be designing a hat or a collection, usually takes um, maybe two to three months. Um, Maybe doing your mood boards, thinking things out. Um, Mm. I'm not a big sketcher, I'm more tactile, so it's very much hands on, seeing how. Okay, almost experimental nearly. Experimental, exactly, yes. Mm. And once that's done, and then you're moving on to making products it depends so i have a wholesale side to my business as Mm. well so that is a separate element and those hats not everything is wholesaleable either sorry i just wanted Mm. to add that as well so they wouldn't be viable to wholesale so they're just for retail for me from my website and from the atelier so depending on what type of hat like and i have all the trimmings in stock and good to go i mean it it could be a couple of days it could be a day Okay. But if people are coming to me for a hat, I always say allow at least at least four to six weeks, okay. if not longer, if they can.
1: Yeah. And uh, do people ever desire for that to be a collaborative process or do they just tend to give you a bit of guidance and say what they want and then off you go? Or have you had people who want to be involved, <clears throat> shall we say, in the, the decisions along the way?
0: Um, not really involved. I mean, I think uh, the ladies I get would very much kind of trust where I'm going with it. Mm. If it's... Oh, the type of customer who maybe would have a very clear idea of she wanted something a bit different is probably like a lady going to the races because it's it's very fashion forward at the races mm. as well, you know, yeah. and I suppose there are ladies who just really enjoy going to a lot of them, yeah. so they'd have a very good idea of how they want to look, how they yeah. want to be portrayed. Yeah. Um and that's for me. That's great, actually, because it really helps me in deciphering or figuring out exactly. Yeah. Well, I know, um, you know, say whoever it is yeah. um, is going to like if I put in an extra, you know, maybe three or four lime green quills yeah. and I curl them because I, I know she's good. She, you know, she's yeah. going to really like this idea, and it would be so usually I would do fittings with the lady so it's not come in order your hat and we see you on collection yeah yeah. you know six weeks time so um I nearly always do a fitting even if it's if it's a wedding customer angle how the hat is worn the position all of that is really important on a customer Mm. and to how it's photographed like there's so many photographs that come back and you just say wow spot on or then there's sometimes, and it's just it's A little too far forward, it's a bit too far back, and I always advise clients then as well before they leave, we'll take a photograph on your and phone, show you how it's yeah, this is how this is the look, and they'll go to their hairdresser when they're getting it. And this no, this is how it's meant to sit, so you learn that over time as well.
1: That's actually a really good idea, you know. Yes, yeah. I'd say, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but it's easy, happen, and uh, you know, it's for especially with hats nowadays, it's not like the old-fashioned style that just sits on your head and mm. there's one way to wear it. Yeah. They're either on an elastic, they're on a movable band, they sit kind of a little bit forward, I always say tilted a little off-centre, off, off center, yeah. depending on the style. So, yeah, they're just, they're a different style of hat now, so they need to be positioned.
1: Like, obviously, I go to a lot of weddings myself as well, and I have seen a bit of a shift, or I, not that I, I don't know if I'd be able to Compress the knowledge of what it is, but it feels different over the last few years of what I'm seeing, especially as really? the bride. Yeah, maybe, that's maybe interesting less, um, how you see that, yeah. maybe the pieces aren't quite as big or as yes, like dramatic. Yeah. I definitely feel like they've mm. kind of come back a bit.
0: Yeah, honed in a bit yeah. on the style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, as well, like the Irish lady is, she is very fashion forward. Mm. And I think, I suppose, we're we're open to so much now, like culturally, uh, and everything is at our fingertips on Instagram, and we're seeing everything that's current. So we're very educated now as yeah. to what looks good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think um, we're paving the way yeah. with
1: style. I suppose that's interesting because we touched on that about how much maybe it might have changed for you in the 10 years, but mm. from the consumer point of view, do you find people are much more educated but more aware coming to you now as opposed to 10 years ago Mm. what it is that they're looking for and where styles are at it must be a big shift in that aspect of stuff isn't there
0: there would be yeah they they are a lot more educated and uh, and that's great but I suppose sometimes where you have to where I feel I would have to guide them a little bit more and advise them is a lady might come in and see this gorgeous hat you know this is what I want like well what's the occasion you know is it is it going to be appropriate? Is it going to fit in? You just want that lady to be as complimented as possible on the day, without in the right way, and not yeah. you know turning heads for the wrong reason. <laughs> yeah. So I think I would have a very good idea of that yeah. um, with for the length of time I've been in business.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's what I was going to ask. Was there anything in particular that you've worked on that you found? be it very interesting or very challenging or anything that's kind of stands out
0: yeah well what i have worked on actually that i've found fantastic was um a collaboration with mcgee uh, Donegal Tweed. tweet oh yes yeah and um i suppose they're such a renowned company and and they go back generations it was a fabulous experience so i went i how it all came about was i wanted to do um, a collection this is in 2017 mm. with um, an Irish fabric and I was looking at lace actually for a long time um, trying to decide what I'd what I'd go on and then I decided on the tweet the McGee tweet and I bought some of that did a few photos McGee So I did a lovely photo shoot and they saw the shoot and said they'd be very interested in in working with me. So I visited them. I had a couple of meetings in their head office in Donegal Town. And uh, it was just a really interesting, fulfilling experience. So Mm. it was a collaboration of eight hats and we did a series of trilby styles and cloche style hats. And I incorporated the McGee tweed into the trimmings. So it was, and I did some belts actually as well. And uh, Dickie Bowes. Okay. <laughs> yes, I did Dickie Bowes. Um, and we were going to a wedding and a uh, family wedding. And I made one for my son and my husband matching Dickie bows in a lovely lilac oh, tweed. Gosh, it was very yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that was a great experience. Yeah. And I definitely would be open to collaborations in the future. Yeah. Yeah
1: that's a good point too because that's something I've noticed too is obviously guys in general are starting to get more conscious of, of stuff
0: definitely do you think would be
1: an opening somewhere there to maybe shift the brand a little bit to incorporate more men's style for weddings and stuff
0: not at the moment yeah. I've been very honest yeah. you know not at the moment because I've those few markets going on I've wholesale yeah. I've wedding I've mo- you know, I've racing I'm yeah. doing the website like you e- e- of course, only so much this, there is only so yeah. much you can do, you know. But there, for as you mentioned it, like that could be something mm. that I could get in, you know, yeah, have yeah. in store, and that's a nice little addition for the bride to look at. She go, oh, geez, you know, like might yeah, yeah. pick up one, the, you know, future husband might, you know, and the little page boy or whatever. So that's the kind of idea yeah. that I I'd, that I'd be thinking of, yeah.
1: Because I've definitely seen it, especially in the last year at weddings. Like the younger guys, especially mm. the, you know the younger people at the age nineteen, twenty at weddings are mm. such. If I had to go to a wedding when I was 18 and 20, you would be lucky to put me in a suit in general. Like.
0: I know, I know. They're so aware, aren't they? Oh,
1: young lads, they look like they walked straight off the set of Peaky Blinders. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the
0: hair croft, yeah. you know. But um, I think it's great. I think it's great yeah. that men are taking such an interest in themselves. I, do, I, I, yeah. I genuinely do. Yeah, it's important.
1: Yeah. It's about time. <laughs> it is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, anything else you want to chat about going forward that you're thinking about for the year ahead or... Gosh,
0: um, not not really, Jeff. You know, I'm just I'm. Oh, you're always learning. You uh, know, every day is a school day, as I yeah. say. Um, and uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, yeah. and I just say, as long as we're happy and healthy, you know, that's all I can I can yeah. wish for every day.
1: Yeah. Well, working for yourself in Ireland can definitely be a challenge, but I think when it works out and you can strike that balance of doing something that you do enjoy every day yeah. and still have a good, healthy lifetime at home and stuff. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, I still I still count my blessings every day that I'm able to make a living out of something that I love.
1: Yeah. That's great.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Okay, so let's talk about anyone who wants to get in touch with you, you know, where they're going to find your stuff online, where they can see what you do and how they can get uh, in touch with yourself.
0: Uh, Yeah, well, I guess um, all the social media sites, you know, I have to say, um, I think some of them can suit other businesses in different ways. Whereas for me, Instagram has... Has really been the mainstay of, of my business. Mm. I get a lot of inquiries, even like people just don't even go to your contact page on the website anymore. It's just Instagram Messages messaging Instagram. Uh, and WhatsApp and all of that. So, yeah, everything's there. Um,
1: so it's Emily Jean Millinery on Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then just emilyjean.com on the web. And yeah, so always kind of, I suppose, next up is Chatham. I'm really busy for that, getting ready to get the hats out. That's yeah. in March. Then the next English one is Aintree, and yeah. um, the wedding season kind of kicks off. Like I have orders in now, but it doesn't really get busy until the end of March, yeah. and then that will see me through until September. But yeah. I usually say if people do want to hat during the summertime, you know, should
1: we talk to you soon?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and you'll have Galway races, obviously as well.
0: Galway races is just the pinnacle of the year. I have to yeah. say, like it's it's a great week for Galway. Uh, they're just they're fantastic out in the race course as well. They're very inclusive of people. They've had me on board for various things. I love being involved with them. Uh, Sinead Cassidy, who's actually a local here yeah, and in, in Moy tans, Cullen, yeah. yeah. Um, she's a powerhouse out there at the race course and uh, she wears my hats usually <laughs> most of the time so that's, she's great it's because people want to wear the hats. It's not like, you know, yeah. I'd be very honest with that yeah. and so yeah, so that's, that's a week long and usually I'm kind of, I'm out and about and I take part. I do a few judging competitions, a few showcases like Prompt Paddock is a great one in Salt Hotel, Salt Hotel yeah, 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 that kicks off really the the race week on the Monday. Mm. And um, yeah, so uh, already like there's inquiries coming in. So okay. yeah, well, it'll be a busy time.
1: People organise. <laughs> it,
0: get, it gets bigger, bigger every year. Yeah, yeah.
1: to be an interesting year for go. Anyways, to see as well how big because there's so many events in general with the 2020. That, yeah, let's say everything is going to scale up a little bit. You know, I
0: think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you mentioned your dad very briefly there they found your first market stall is there anyone else that you want to mention or say thanks to while we have you
0: Um, well just my family in general and um, you know they've all been so encouraging and supportive Um, my husband actually is is great behind the scenes he does uh, a lot of my photography kind of on that sense yeah. and uh, that is a huge help and and then uh, yeah just uh, my column in general love my column yeah. as the hashtag goes <laughs> good stuff <laughs> and
1: good thank stuff. you for
0: having me it's, it's oh no it's it's a delighted delight, you know? yeah, yeah. It
1: really enjoyed we've uh, and that what are we maybe 150, 200 meters apart. I know. Try trying to do this for weeks and weeks. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We got there. Yeah, we got there <laughs> in the end.
1: Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me on the show. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you again soon. Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for listening to Creative Voices. This podcast is sponsored by Tree Bark Store and produced by P3B Photography. For more information, find us on Instagram, treebark.store or at p3b underscore photos. You can visit our website, treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again, and catch you on the next episode.